Hello everyone, my name is and this is my channel, A Face to Fear God. This is where we learn about God, His beloved Son Jesus Christ, and their kingdom purpose, the three most important subjects that we can ever learn about, talk about, or discuss in the entire Holy Bible according to John chapter 17 verse 3. Today, we're going to be learning about the subject, God and His Principles. However, before we get into that, I once again have a tune that some of us might be familiar with. Once again, we're going to be learning about the subject, God and His Principles, and I'll be inviting my brother to come tell us a little more about that. Just like human beings, God has principles, values that He believes in, and it is important that we know about these principles so A, we can understand how we can match our principles to those of God, and B, we can look at His principles and understand how God uses them to deal with us. But before I talk about his principles, I want to talk about God's character traits, his personality, because his personality influences what his principles are. For example, God is a God of long-suffering. According to Numbers chapter 14, verse 18, he's had to deal with thousands of years of people not obeying him, but he's willing to go through all that because he believes in his plan, and he's willing to wait this long for his plan to unfold. God is also a God of integrity, because he sticks with what he believes in. That's why he kept that promise that he made to Abraham in Genesis chapter 17, verse 7, and why he brought Israel back after he took them out to teach them a lesson. He brought them back in Ezra chapter 1, in verses 1 to 3, and he's brought them back now. He brought them back in 1948 to create the modern state of Israel, all because of that initial promise that God wanted to keep with one of his faithful worshipers. Third, God is a God of love, according to Psalms chapter 36, verse 7, and that's why he sent his son to die for us, according to John chapter 3, verse 16, which reads, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God was willing to give up his Son so that we could have a chance to live eternally and break free from Adam's sin. And fourth, God is a God of jealousy, and he can also get angry sometimes, according to Exodus chapter 34, verse 14, and Nahum chapter 1, verse 2. God is jealous of other gods for taking away his people and he is angry with the people who are worshiping those other gods because they aren't respecting him they're just ignoring him and he's going to punish people like that according to Isaiah chapter 13 verse 11 now that I'm done with that we can go into 
God's actual principles. The first one I'm going to start with is authority. God likes authority, and he especially likes it when people respect his authority over them. According to Deuteronomy chapter 27, verse 10, God wants people to obey him. And the reason why that is, is because God created us to obey him. According to Isaiah chapter 43, verse 21, which reads, This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. God didn't make us so we could just do our own thing and ignore him. He made us so that we can worship him, so that we could thank him for what he's done for us. It isn't just God that we have to obey, though. There are other people in our lives that we have to respect the authority for, too. For example, we have to respect governments, the governments that rule over us, whether it's federal or provincial or municipal. Those governments were put there by God. They were allowed to exist by God, according to Romans chapter 13, verse 1. So we shouldn't try to rebel against them. We have to respect the fact that they are over us and just listen to all their laws except the ones that are against God's laws. Because, of course, God is more important than man. Wives have to respect their husbands. According to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22, wives have to obey their husbands. And that was a law that was set up in Genesis chapter 3, verse 16, when God punished Eve and all her future female descendants with having to obey their husbands as a result for her part in the sin in the Garden of Eden. Children have to obey their parents, according to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, for this is the first commandment with promise. Finally, churches have to obey Christ, according to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 23 and 24. The idea of the church was set up by Jesus, and churches have to respect that by following his vision for their existence, for his idea of what churches should be and what they should do, instead of just making up their own ideas in order to have more power among their followers. Another principle that God believes in is sanctification, or also glorification, the idea that God wants his name to be held in a good sort of light. God is our father, and any father wants his children to show that he is a good person, that their name is a good name. It's the same for God. God wants us to show that he is a good God. That's what Matthew chapter 5 verse 16 is all about. The verse reads, Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. God wants us to behave in such a way that people look at God in a good light. They see that, oh, this guy is nice. He is pious. I think God is a good person to worship if they want to worship him. Even if they don't want to worship him, they'll at least see that God is a good God for others to worship. And while we are doing that, we will end up being sanctified. It's not just God that is being sanctified, we will also be sanctified because we are sanctified through his truth, according to John chapter 17, verse 19. Of course, we can't really be sanctified without belief. That's another principle. God wants people 
to believe in him. And it really, it isn't that hard. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 14, for example, says that we shouldn't worship other gods. Good. We shouldn't go to all the other religions that are in this world. We should stick with God. And we have to love God with our whole being, according to Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5, which reads, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. We have to love God 100%. And we have to keep God's principles in our minds 100%. As much as we can, according to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 and 7. They have to be in everything we do. We have to use those principles to guide our lives. And if we do so, then God will like it. Of course, according to Psalms chapter 37, verse 11. It will be nice for him. But it won't really benefit him. He likes our worship, but he's so big that it won't really do anything for him. Just like somebody can't give $100 to Bill Gates and expect Bill Gates to be happy with it. It's a nice gesture, but he doesn't need it. God doesn't need our worship, according to Job chapter 35, verse 7. Rather, it's us who benefit from worshiping God. It can guide our lives, according to Psalms chapter 119, verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. His word will guide us, and we will be blessed by it, according to Psalms chapter 5, verse 12. But what is that blessing? I'll get into that later. Because now, I want to talk about life. God is a big believer in life. That's why he created all the animals and plants and us in Genesis chapter 1 and why he banned murder in Exodus chapter 20 verse 13. God doesn't want people to take away this precious entity. He doesn't want people to take away the lives of other people without due cause. God placed judges in this world in order to punish people for their actions, especially if they kill others, people who kill others have to be killed, according to Deuteronomy chapter 19, verse 21. But we must realize that lives are not things that can just be taken, that can be thrown away. God loves lives. And that's why he gave Adam the choice to eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, according to Genesis chapter 2, verse 9, because he also believes in free will. He believes that people should choose whether they want to be good or whether they want to be evil. Adam chose to eat of the fruit and Eve too, so they had to be punished. But God still gave them that choice. And God still gives wicked people today that choice. He doesn't kill wicked people when they're one years old because he knows that they're just going to be wicked. He still gives them that chance to live and do their wickedness, according to Matthew chapter 5, verse 45. And God doesn't even really want to kill the wicked, according to Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 11. But he has to, because sin has to lead to death, according to Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. God has to respond to wickedness with death, but he just wants wicked people to come to him so that they don't have to die, so that they can live. It is that life thing again. God loves life. God values life. 
So he warns wicked people before he punishes them. For example, in Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 and 17, those verses read, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou must not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. God warned Adam about the consequences of eating that fruit, but Adam didn't listen. So it isn't God's fault, it's Adam's fault. Again, in Genesis chapter 4, verse 7, after rejecting Cain's offering, God told Cain that he had to resist sin, that he couldn't let sin take over him. But Cain went and murdered his brother. It's not God's fault, it's Cain's fault for not listening to that warning. And God is continuing to warn us in these last days. For example, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 to 5, St. Paul told us that people would be covetous, proud, blasphemers, all kinds of immoral and sinful things. But nobody's heeding that warning. Culture and society are only encouraging people to be those kinds of things, even though the Bible warned us thousands of years ago. Again, Isaiah chapter 3 verse 12 tells us that wives will be equal to their husbands. The Bible obviously doesn't like that kind of thing, according to the verses that I mentioned earlier when talking about authority, but people are still encouraging that, doing that without heeding to God's warning. We also have to look at the leaders. Physical leaders are moving their countries to becoming more secular and making laws that do not value religion. And the religious leaders are no help either because instead of guiding God's people through this difficult time, they're just making things worse. They're teaching lies. They're taking money for no reason because if you don't teach the truth, why should you be getting money? And they're the only ones who are benefiting. According to Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 to 6, they're collecting the knowledge of God and they're collecting the money of the people, but they're not giving either God or the people anything in return. So what does this all mean? It means that there are a lot of people who need to be punished and a lot of people that need to be blessed because of the struggles they faced in worshiping God. So God is going to give these people what they deserve. According to Proverbs chapter 11, verse 31, which reads, Behold, the righteous shall be recompensed in the earth, much more the wicked and the sinner. But what is the blessing for the righteous? What is the punishment for the wicked? It is described in John chapter 5, verses 28 and 29, which read, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, in the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice, and shall come forth, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. The righteous will be resurrected to live on the earth forever, according to Psalms chapter 37, verse 11, and Matthew chapter 5, verse 5, for the meek will inherit the earth. However, the wicked, they will be assigned to the grave to stay there eternally. In conclusion, it isn't that hard to understand God's principles, because really, we have a lot of those principles. We warn people before we punish them. We want to be respected. We want to be obeyed. But the difference between our principles and God's principles is that unlike our principles, which can be faulty, which can be changed, which can be manipulated, 
God's principles are just, unchanging, and eternal. And that is the end of my sermon, God and His Principles. Thank you for listening. And that, my viewers, is God and His Principles. Many people don't understand what it really means for God to have principles, but He indeed does, and He doesn't change from them. According to Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, His principles are stronger, more important, and more consistent than ours. According to Isaiah chapter 55, for verses 8 to 11. Therefore, it is important that we as Christians adapt to His principles, which is easy if we really believe in them, because they bring success. His truth, His principles bring success, because they lead us to the way of life that God has always been promoting since the nation of Israel, since He created humanity, according to Isaiah chapter 43, verse 21, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23, chapter 28, verse 1, and many other places all over the Bible. We must stick with God's principles. To conclude this episode, I once again have a tune that some of us might enjoy. Enjoyed this video. I hope you learned something most importantly. Make sure to subscribe, click the notification bell, and share this video because everybody deserves to know a little about God and His principles and how we need to adapt to them, just as how animals adapt to their habitats, because that is where salvation is. Thank you. Oh, one more thing. If you like what you heard today, feel free to share a message at https colon double slash anchor.fm slash it pays to fear god slash message once again that's https colon double slash anchor.fm slash it pays to fear god slash message hope to hear your wonderful feedback